number Malcolm Roberts is a One Nation Senator, of course, from Queensland. He joins us on Thursdays. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Marcus. How are you, mate? Yeah, good Good to talk to you. Thanks for uh, agreeing to come on a little earlier this morning. I do appreciate it. Where are we, mate? Um, we've got lockdown still continuing, of course, in our biggest city in, in the country. And vaccine passports, I'm sorry, mate, they seem to be the way out of this, according to, well, there's more talk and it's coming from the highest levels of government, including from the Prime Minister. Well, I'll get to that in a minute because we've, we've got a couple of things in, in mind on, uh, and planned for stopping these vaccine passports. I call them vaccine prisons because that's what they really are. They're excluding you from basic, uh, basic services and, and events. But listen, Marcus, um, you know that Pfizer, one of, the drug ma- one of the vaccine makers, had revenues in the last quarter of $19 billion in three months. The profit is estimated to be 25% profit margin, and that means they made around about $4 billion pure profit in just three months. But there's, there's, there's bigger news. The TGA, that's our Therapeutic Goods Administration, in September 2020, less than a year ago, approved the Pfizer drug Vindamax, which is used to treat cardiomyocarditis. Yeah. And uh, the European Aid Medicines Agency has found a definite link between Pfizer vaccine and myocarditis. So what we're seeing now, it seems, is that Pfizer is causing people to be sick and then giving them another drug to treat that. All right, but hang on. So, But you're not suggesting uh, that the current COVID-19 vaccine is making people sick, are you? I am suggesting that we need to look at that because in Europe, no, no, the AstraZeneca vaccine... You might well want yes. to look at it, but you're not suggesting this morning that the COVID-19 Pfizer vaccine, of which I've had two of them, could very well make me sick. Yes, I am. Definitely, because we've had thousands of deaths in America. I think it's about 10,000 deaths now. We've had 1,000 miscarriages. Uh, we've had a number of uh, heart attacks in the, in the States. And in Europe, there, these are known side effects right, from well, these let me put it this, put Let me put this to you. And you know you're up for a blue now. Why on <laughs> earth would the Therapeutic Goods Administration approve the Pfizer vaccine? It's the preferred vaccine, as we know, for Australians... If they, uh, if they agree that it would be dangerous for, for people like me who's fully vaxxed on Pfizer. Marcus, I asked the therapist... Oh, where's he gone? ...if they could guarantee that the vaccines are safe, 100% safe, and yeah. they could not. They refused to do so. So did, so did the Depart- Secretary of the Department of Health. So did the, um, the Chief Medical Officer for our federal government. Um, these, these vaccines are known. AstraZeneca, for example is known to be uh, the serious link confirmed between blood clots and the AstraZeneca yeah, vaccine. The, the, and yeah, Pfizer, hang, hang on, on. Mate, Pfizer sells Eliquis, which is a drug for treating blood clotting. But there's, a, there's a risk with any vaccine. There's a risk, Malcolm, with any vaccine. Isn't the risk, surely, uh, when you, you look at it on a grand scale, with so many millions of people receiving a, a Pfizer vax, the amount of people, as you say, in America, I don't know how many people receive Pfizer in America. I would imagine it would be in the hundreds of billions, if not more. And you're telling me how many deaths? 10,000. All right. Well, I mean, people throw figures around like 0.00 whatever percents. You know, when they say that there's a, a certain percentage amount uh, of 
you know, possibly contracting or dying from COVID. I mean, isn't this a similar figure? Well, Marcus, let's, let's be very, very clear. Okay. I'm in favour, I support any drug that has been properly tested, found to be safe, found to be effective and preferably affordable, any drug. Now, these vaccines have been given provisional approval only. We've had contradictions in the government's own statements about the drugs, about the vaccines. We've had the chief medical officer uh, doing in Queensland, doing chief health officer in Queensland, yep. contradicting the government's advice as well. There is so much uncertainty about these and so much uncertainty and lack of a plan in the government's approach to this COVID, uh, COVID uh, challenge that people are, are becoming very hesitant about the vaccine. And I, what I'm trying to say is I, I can understand that. And when you look at Pfizer, the profits it's making are astronomical, and it's also making profits out of uh, treating people who have side effects from the vaccines. Mm. And that's been approved by our TGA. Now, remember that these vaccines have only been given provisional approval. <sighs> yeah, well, <laughs> all right. I don't know, mate, because you say they've only been given provisional approval, but yesterday I see, uh, you know, General Major Fruin up there, I see the Prime Minister, they've got charts, they're saying, everybody get this in your arm because it'll save you uh, and it'll mean that you'll be able to get back to work. So are you, are you suggesting as a senator of, uh, of the Australian government that we, we're, we're being misled by those at the highest levels? So, in other words, are you suggesting that the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, is placing the risk of Australians, uh, is placing the health of Australians at risk? In Senate estimates, I ask No, no, answer the question. Of, hang on, now. hang on. I am, I am answering the question mm. because I asked questions of the Chief Medical Officer and the Federal Secretary of the, Secretary of the Federal Health Department. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't ask you about um, them. No, I'm I asked answering you your questions. Well, okay. Well, it's a yes or no, <laughs> so, I would have so, thought. So I said, what are the components for a strategy for properly managing the virus? Yeah. Notice the words properly managing the virus. I rattled off five strategies. They said every one of them is accurate. None of them I missed. Then they added one more about high personal hygiene. Then the following Senate estimates, I added a seventh. They confirmed that all seven of my strategies are, are, are components of a proper plan for managing the virus. And well, then no, why haven't they no, adopted Hang on, hang on, hang on. So what I'm saying is, yeah. if you look at the government's response to this, mm. the government is focusing on only one aspect one aspect and the state governments are focusing on another that means they're not properly managing the virus that means they are doing two things they are jeopardizing people's health needlessly and they're jeopardizing up, the economy of the country right. needlessly okay so is that a long-winded uh, with respect yes uh, that you believe the prime minister of australia is misleading the public when it comes to their health and safety Regarding yes, COVID. I am. Yes, I am. And he's being negligent because he's not addressing the management of this virus comprehensively. At the moment, we have we have millions of people locked down unnecessarily. We yep. have other countries proving that lockdowns are nonsense. We have destruction of our economy. We have destruction of people's lives. We have an increase of suicide because the prime minister lacks the courage to get the data which I got out of the, the chief medical officer and the Department of Secretary, the, the Federal Department of Health Secretary. Yeah. They know how to manage this virus, but they should know how to manage this virus, but the virus is managing the country. The Prime Minister is not managing the virus. They're managing one component 
And when you uh, when you mention things like uh, a Pfizer profit, are you perhaps suggesting that you know perhaps our government's in cahoots with Big Pharma on on the management of the virus? Uh, in other words, you know there are a lot of people getting very rich out of the fear and alarmism around the COVID nineteen pandemic. You raise a very serious question, a very interesting question, because there is a proven drug ivermectin that's been used in 3.7 billion doses around the world for 60 years. It's proven safe. It's approved in this country for treating other conditions. It is not approved for treating COVID. It has been found in, in 40 to 50 medical scientific papers to be effective for treating COVID. It is also being used in India, Argentina, South America and some European countries highly successfully with, if ivermectin was approved in this country, there would be a dramatic reduction in the need for vaccines. All right, well, I'll take that as a comment. I'll take that as a comment because you're, not, not, you're with respect, not a, a medical professional. And as I always say, um, I would suggest to my listeners and people that might hear this podcast later that, you know, you need to have a conversation with your medical professional. But you're telling me, and I, and I know that you I've had, previously... I've had conversations with, with, with some very eminent uh, uh, medical Experts, oh, I'm not doubting uh, that, Malcolm. I'm not hang doubting on, that. On. And they have said ivermectin is the answer right. to this tri- this COVID um, campaign. Well, then I guess the question is, and it's quite a valid one, which you can raise uh, as a senator, um, you know, in, in, in keeping the government accountable and obviously uh, looking at some sort of, uh, well, understanding of why these decisions are being made around the health advice, then as a, an Australian senator, you're well within your rights to ask these very pertinent and important questions, considering, you know, we're in lockdowns and all this economic and, and health and uh, all the misery that's going on. I've got to leave it there, mate. You know I love sparring with you, Malcolm. Um, you, and <laughs> I won't me, al- you, are, you and I won't always agree on things but you are always welcome uh, in this uh, democratic society and our show is a broad church and I always like talking to you mate take care we'll chat with you next week thanks Marcus good on you mate all right there he is Malcolm Roberts